Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Michael Felder standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, or is he? It's a mystery. Michael, welcome. How's it going, guys? Good, good for us. Kristen accidentally labeled you with his own name. He is. Uh, he went third person there on the uh, call screener board. That was cool. Anyway, uh, game week finally here, Michael. We've been talking. Golly, I mean, we pieced it together the whole offseason. Look at us. So here we are, finally a game to uh, talk about. Actually, a whole lot of games to talk about. We are starting to get into some lines and some ones that kind of raise some eyebrows. And uh, matchup-wise this weekend, there are a couple of obvious ones and also a line that raised some eyebrows. In fact, the new head coach at Notre Dame spoke about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach Freeman not real thrilled with the 17-point line, except for the fact that he can take it to his team, a little chip on their shoulder maybe. Apparently it's at 18 now at Oakland, 18. which is our local casino. Um, is that line in order, or is that a little whack? Uh, I think it, it feels big, but the reality of it is, first-year head coach, it's a team that's not known for being remarkably explosive. Uh, outside of Michael Mayer, I don't think they have somebody that's really terrifying in terms of what they can do, and I don't think he's going to be the guy. I mean, he, he's not going to catch 300 yards worth of balls like Jackson Smith and Jibba might do. So that's the real problem there. So I can see this game being tight early, and then, yeah, I can see them – Putting, making it a three-score game late. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's too crazy. Also, we, all, we talk so much about Stroud and the wide receivers. We don't talk enough about Trevion Henderson, who's a running back that a lot of folks are having. They're putting into the Heisman discussion, even, even though he won't win it because if they're good enough for him to go to New York, then that means that C.J. Stroud's probably going to win the Heisman. So, yeah, I think, it, I think the number holds. Uh, listen, you can use it for motivation all you want. That doesn't mean you're going to run faster or jump higher. <laughs> I'm uh I'm well. Let's talk Arkansas Cincinnati. This is it. Uh, yeah. Arkansas is about a about six point favorite according to uh, at least our local casino. Over under those at fifty two. That's what drew my attention. I think it's a lower scoring game. Kind of a Luke Fickle. He's known for his defense. The defense is usually really good. Uh, Arkansas is going to try to run the ball. I, they're trying to replace Traylon Burks. I, I like this as a low scoring game. How do you see this game going? Yeah, I've heard that Hazelwood's been a little bit banged up, so I don't think that they're going to be super explosive or they're going to push him. Um, I think the reality of it is, is hey, what, 52, 52, 52 divided by two. What do you get here? 52 divided 26. by two. Is two uh, 26. So we're looking at right around 26. So, yeah, both teams scored 26. I think what we're going to probably end up with is one team scoring 31 and the other team scoring 17, wow. which puts us still right in that same wheelhouse. And I, I think the team that scored 17 is probably going to be Cincinnati. Um I think Cincinnati is operating from a deficit that most folks are not acknowledging. And it's, I found it to be incredibly, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, but it's the word that I'm going to use, uh, to have folks talk about them because they went to the playoff and people not recognize the complete talent drop-off that they've had. When you have, and this is, when you have, when you have Cook, Saltz Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Beavers, Dublanco, all in NFL training camp, MyJ Sanders in the NFL training camp. You have Desmond Ritter, NFL training camp. You have Jerome Ford, NFL training camp. Alec Pierce, NFL training camp. When you have eight guys in camp and you're Cincinnati, that's a lot harder to fix or replace or duplicate the results than it is if you're Georgia or you're Alabama. They're used to it. Cincinnati's not. And so that's the big difference for me. I think Arkansas can cover the number, uh, maybe stretch it out even a little bit more because at least they know who they are. Cincinnati – they still haven't really named a starting quarterback. So we're probably going to see both of the guys play. Uh, what is it, Bryant and Prater. So 
this is going to be an interesting game. I, obviously, I'll be glued to the screen for it. But the big key for me is for them to replace everything, it's going to be really, really hard because that was a once-in-a-lifetime Cincinnati team, and those guys don't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. Talking to Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, another big line with another top-rated matchup, Oregon-Georgia. It is a, air quotes, neutral site hmm. in Atlanta. <laughs> Not a geography expert, but it's a little closer to Georgia's campus. Does Georgia cover the number? What do you think of the, the Dan Landing era at Oregon? What kind of chance will he have to be successful? I think their defense is going to be good. I think their defense is going to give um, Georgia some problems, but I think Georgia's going to give Georgia some problems. You know what I mean? Like, this is a team that we know that they don't, they don't particularly like to score points. <laughs> they don't like to take risks. They don't like to be explosive. They don't like to try things. They also don't – like, they want to just – if they could pick up four yards every play, that would be something Kirby Smart would take to the bank every single every day. So it's going to be interesting to see what their offense looks like because, again, we talked about it with Cincinnati, Georgia. I think they have bodies to replace those pieces that they lost in the NFL. I don't know if they're as good, but they do have the bodies to do it. It's just going to be a matter of now you've got to replace what's between the ears. And that's hard um, for them because Nicobe Dean is one of the smartest football players I've ever seen. And he made the IQ of that entire defense better. Same thing with Lewis Dean in the back end, making those guys better. And if you don't have that part of your defense, the part that really made it go, the part that was calling out plays before they happened, you can't just automatically assume they're going to get great results in that. So I think Oregon, uh, by the way, a team that I don't know what this offense is going to look like. If we're being quite, if we're being fair, uh, yeah. Bo Nix is going to be the quarterback. This is this is his second season opener at um, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Wow. So. We'll see how that goes for him. He started as a freshman against against Oregon. Yeah, and uh, so we'll see what this looks like. I, I think that the number feels big, and I'm very curious to see what we get from Stetson Bennett. Obviously, we know Lad McConkey, Brock Bowers. I'm, blah, 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 blah. I'm so tired of, of talking about those guys. I want to see what we get out of Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington, and I want to see if another receiver emerges in a way that we thought George Pickens would. We got a couple of teams that played last week, playing in some uh, marquee games this week. Utah State, yeah. our uh, former Arkansas State head coach Blake Anderson, Utah State going to Alabama. Uh, they uh, had to come back and put something together to win last week. Uh, big underdog, and I'm not expecting them to win. But how much? And like a Florida State, you know, they played uh, last week at LSU in the uh, in New Orleans. How much does that help these two teams? Yep. So here's what I got. I think that, that week one helps you kind of figure out who you are, iron out a couple of the kicks. There's, they are on two opposite sides of the coin, though. Utah State struggled with UConn. Uh, UConn's run game really gave them problems. If I'm Alabama, I'm going to find ways to run the football because that was the thing that, that helped ultimately kept UConn in the game. It was a one-score game midway through the fourth quarter. That was really um, it was really fun to watch, actually. I don't know if, anybody, if you, you guys watched it or not, but it was really fun to see UConn have some life under Jim Mora. So that was fun. And – then on the flip side of that coin, and people try to try to poo-poo this constantly. They did what they're supposed to do. This is what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but guess what? If you've watched Florida State for the last five, seven years, you know what they haven't done? Anything what they're that they're supposed, supposed to, to do. do. Yeah. They haven't done anything they're supposed to do. They lost to Jacksonville State in the same type of a game. They lost this they almost lost to Stanford. Like they haven't done anything they're supposed to do. But they look like a team with a plan now. And they went out, they took care of business, and they did their jobs. I'm going to give them. Pro- I'm going to give them their propers for that. Um, against LSU, I'm very curious to see what this looks like. Um, LSU is a team that 
I mean, they've got controversy at the quarterback spot. They've got, uh, with the exception of what? Tayshaun Boutte? Yeah. What else do we know about LSU? Like, what, what else do we know about it? We don't know anything. And I... we're going to see how these guys react, react to Brian Kelly. Like, everything sounds like it's going well from a training camp standpoint, but we're going to see how they react to Brian Kelly's in-game coaching. We're going to see how they react to what's being asked of them or what they're capable of doing. And they got to find their players. So this is going to be a really interesting game. I think the Florida State getting that game a week early makes them feel a little more comfortable and makes them feel a little more confident. And I think athlete for athletes, I think they're going to be stepping out onto the field, to, you know, relatively equal. Now it's all about execution and doing your job. And in year one, it's a little bit tougher to execute than it is in year three. I was watching Nebraska last week and Palmer just running wild, and I was like, "Man, that guy's a player." Why did he leave LSU? So I asked one of my buddies uh, down there, and he's like, that's how deep LSU's wide receiver room is. He wasn't going to get on the field. I'm mm-hmm. like, dang, those receivers must be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another interesting matchup here, Michael. Utah with a long road trip over to Florida. And, again, first-year head coach for the Gators. Uh, Utah's ranked seventh in the country. Line's only three. What are we thinking here? Well, here's the thing. That line used to be four on the other side. It used to be four on the other side, Florida's way. Mm-hmm. And then as we got closer to the actual game, comes down, comes down, comes down, splits, goes up, goes up, goes up, because it was one uh, two days ago. So I think that Utah, honestly, I think Utah is going gonna, is gonna to make light work of these boys. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think that Utah, I think identity matters so much in college football, and Utah knows who they are. And I've, this is the analogy that I've made time and time again. I think that um, Florida, LSU – even Florida State, Georgia, all these teams—they they got thoroughbreds, right? Like they got—they got purebreds. Pure they got—they got AKC papers. They're certified. They can show up at <laughs> Westminster. They might win the dog show. But Utah got a team full of butt. Nobody knows what's in there. But when you let them off the leash, you better turn and run because they're coming for you. And I think Utah just—they're a team that puts the paws on. Like they—they're—they're they're a, a mean, nasty football team. And, even if they lose, Florida is gonna they're gonna they're gonna need a whole Sunday in that cult That's just the reality of the way that Utah plays, and that's what I love about watching Utah play. Yeah, I may have to make them my lock of the week now. I'm, I'm gonna try to get off Arkansas because I've cursed a lot of teams, and I don't want to curse Arkansas. Uh, Michael Felder, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. You want to ask him about his alma mater? What the hell's going on over there? Yeah, North Carolina's a road underdog to Appalachian State. Look, Sun Belt. We know about Sun Belt around here, but North Carolina's a road dog. Yeah, they should be. They should be. Did you watch them play this weekend? No. Oh, man. Um, well, the defense is terrible. And Cam <laughs> you, let's, keep in mind, let's, let's think about it. It was very close to being a one-score game in the middle of the fourth quarter. Sam Mew was down 25 players, including a couple starters. Oh, yeah. Now, let's, 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 let's put that in perspective. We're not talking an $85 scholarship team down 25 players. We're talking about a $65 scholarship team down 25 players. And they're play, they're, they're they're traveling up to, to Chapel Hill to play UNC, and they are keeping it close. And also embarrassing guy. I don't remember what his name. I think it's Chris Collins, number seventeen. I don't know whoever he is. Seventeen got embarrassed trying to cover these wide receivers out of Gene Chizik's system. So yeah, no, I think App State with one of the best running back duos in the country. I think App State's going to handle business against UNC. And I don't know. I know a lot of folks don't think about this. A lot of folks don't think about App State. App State, the only thing people reference with App State is a game against Michigan, but they are one of three legitimate, real football cultures in the state of North Carolina, the other two being NC State and ECU, who also score up on Saturday. 
going to The Rock, Kid Brewer Stadium is no joke. And I saw, and my buddy Wes Durham said, said this. He goes, West Durham, Boise, Georgia Tech. He said, they're lucky that this game is at noon because if it was at night, it would be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of Georgia Tech, Monday night, got Clemson, Georgia Tech. It's Clemson, Ooh. you know, they finished strong last year. They're riding the longest FBS winning streak. Yeah. Power five. Power five winning streak. Second longest FBS behind yes. Louisiana. So, what do we expect out of Clemson? I mean, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. Georgia Tech just can't get right, man. They can't figure anything out, and that really stinks because I was super excited about Jeff Collins being there. Now he's turning into a hot seat coach. So, I think Clemson, they come out of the gate hot. They really push. I think we're going to see both quarterbacks, Kay Klubnick and uh, B.J. Uyunglele. I think we're going to see both of those guys play. We're going to see what both of them can do, and I'm excited to watch them. I'm, I'm excited to watch this Clemson team play. They, they, they are a team that's in transition. I don't think this is, a, I don't think this is going to give us a full picture of what they are, but they're a team that's in transition because two new coordinators. Um, they're obviously still figuring out the quarterback position. Dabo hasn't had this type of a situation since what, 2012, maybe. So this is going to be a rough one for him. It's going to be or 2000, maybe 2010 when he when he decided to go out and get Chad Morris, and then obviously mm-hmm. after 2012 getting embarrassed by I believe West Virginia, then he decided to get Venables. He hasn't had to transition like that in a long time, so this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, be Clemsoning all too soon. Should be good. We'll see, get back to that, Michael. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. That was fun. Sounds good. You guys take it easy. All right, buddy. It's always more fun we get to talk. I mean, I like talking food with Michael too.